Welcome to the Everyday Game Changers Podcast. You will hear from everyday people in business, music, community, and more who are changing the game. And now your host, marketing expert and personal branding specialist, Varian McQueen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Everyday Game Changers Podcast. I'm your host, Baron McQueen. And you know how we do each and every week. We're talking to everyday people changing the game and music, community, business, and more. And today's guest definitely checks the music category. And, you know, judging by the music, I couldn't hear her accent. But <laughs> since I spoke to her, I heard her accent. Natalie Shea, how are you? Hello, I'm good. And I'm in England. I'm in London. She's in London. My favorite. Yeah. I haven't been to London it's probably been since I was 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm not going to tell you how long, <laughs> how long ago <laughs> that was, but it was, a, I'm 37 now, so that Are was, you? my gosh, almost 20, 20 something years ago. Wow. And I'm sure it's changed a thousand times since then. They were still using the pound when I went. We, yeah, we still use the pound. It's still the pound? It's not. Yeah, 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 it's the pound. Well, what's the Pardon? other, what's, hold on, what am I thinking? What's the universal currency? There? Oh, the, the euro. The euro. So yeah, we don't have the that. pound. Oh, yeah, okay. we've we've never had the euro. It's not it's not well, come to England, but well, we will get new money because now the queen's died. Oh it won't have God. the queen on it anymore. <laughs> how, how has that affected everything? Is it different um, there? Is... Yeah, it was. I think it was it was sad because for most people, it's like for most people that are alive, like this is the only. Thing they queen. Know, right? like, yeah we've only ever had the queen because she's so old so like anyone kind of her age or younger since she was in power like yeah we've always had the queens i think it shook it shook things up it's, it's different it woke it woke me up it kind of made me feel different about just kind of everything like right. you know that's different that's dope yeah, yeah. I, was, I when i went soon as i landed in london i was so hungry I went to a place. I went to a place called the Perfect Fried Chicken. Nice. As soon as I got off, we ended up in Piccadilly Circus. Mm-hmm. And we was there just eating and drinking all day. And then the nighttime came. We wanted to go to like get some tattoos. It's like I got like nice. so much ink. Like oh, music, cool. mu- music notes and everything. Um, so I'm like, yo, we're going to go in London and we're going to go get some tattoos. I did <laughs> not know where we was going was not a tattoo parlor. It was like a whorehouse. Oh my God. So, uh, really? Oh, it was the weirdest alley that I've... So my experience in London was... <laughs> my first time was different. It was fun though. I got to yeah. get back. That's mad. Yeah, I went to the closest I've been. I I haven't been to Europe. I went to I got married in Ireland two three years ago. That's I haven't done much traveling since COVID and all of that stuff. Right. But talk to me about this music, like (laughs) this this new music. This this, yeah. How do you how are you introduced to music? Okay. So my whole life story. Um. So when I was. (laughs) like five years old um I really liked musical theater like musicals and I started doing like training like sort of just like you know like kids go to like theater school so I did that on the weekends and around the same time like when you join school here they ask you 
like, do you want to learn an instrument at the school? Oh, wow. um, and most people learn like violin or piano, normally classical instruments. And I think they do only offer classical mu- instruments, but uh, my dad really wanted me to learn the guitar. But the only option that I had was classical guitar because you have to do a classical instrument. So I learned classical guitar. I did that for like years. I did all like all my grades, like <laughs> and did that until I was like 16. Like, <laughs> classical guitar. Um, and I also was obviously really into musical theatre. And then I got really into Taylor Swift when I was like nine or 10. I was like, oh, she's so cool. Like she plays guitar, she sings, she writes her songs. That's so cool. And I was like, well, I have a guitar. Like I'd quite like to do that. So I think around when I was like 10, I taught myself like chords and then I started writing songs. I guess they were probably awful because I was 10, but that's kind of when I started. And then when I was 13, I started playing like little shows around London, playing my own songs. And I've kind of just done it for 10 years. <laughs> that like it's obviously grown, but that's that's how it started. What's your what's your problem? Because you do like. So my background is in music. I'm a, I still produce music to this day. Right. So. Oh, right. When I'm in the studio with artists who don't write their own stuff, what's your process like when you write? Do you work on like a melody with the guitar first or do you have maybe just some lyrics in your mind and then you go the other the other route? Yeah, I feel like for me, I'm more a lyric person than I am a melody person. I can write melody, but I don't normally write unless I'm lyrically have got something to say. Nice. Um like I don't sort of write a song and tr- like I've done loads of you know like you get put in a session and sometimes you don't like want to write a song that day and you're really forcing <laughs> right you're forcing you're forcing the lyrics so much and they're just like so two-dimensional and like don't mean anything so I tend to try and not write songs unless I've got something I want to I want to write about I think that makes it better though because like obviously music's about the melody and lots of people don't listen to the lyrics but then the people that do listen to the lyrics it's good to have something that people can feel so for me it's more about lyrics but I write them at the same time I've never written words and then put them to music and I've never written music and then like written lyrics later it's normally like at the same time I'll find a sort of melody line and then I'll lyric it as I go so it's very much like at the same time nice. yeah so everybody don't have that flexibility like you to play the, <laughs> the music and, and and write the lyrics so when you're doing your songwriting, how often is some of the subject matter closely related to your life versus just general music? I think it's it's always, it's either about me or someone close to me, or they've told me something and I've gone like, oh, that's really inspiring. Like, I feel like I understand that and I want to get that into a song. Um, but yeah, it's normally, it's always something that's either happened to me or someone that I know. Got it. Yeah. What's, <laughs> but what's the... What, where are you at when you come up with this heaven record? What, 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 how does that come about? I love so the lyrics. I'm a lyric thank guy, you. so when I hear the lyrics, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see oh, the amazing. video. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so I, heaven, I, we wrote in, in the first like lockdown in England in 2020. Mm. Um, and then they, it was, there was a time where in the UK, the, the restrictions got lifted so that you could go and meet people if it was for work and obviously like going to studio is work so I was like okay great so I don't have to write on zoom anymore because I didn't like doing zoom sessions it wasn't really my thing at all um so yeah so I went and I went with this guy and he was kind of like what are you been thinking and I was like well I feel like the whole pandemic and everything is just like I've got for I've just grown up I feel like I've just I was a kid before and I feel like I'm a woman although I'll probably say the same thing next year and I've grown even more but at that moment (laughs) I was just like yeah I feel like now I'm a woman like I understand what's important in life and like I was focused on things that like weren't unimportant, but they weren't like I feel like it really put into perspective how important like family and community and like 
friends and all that is and I was like that's actually what life's about and like it's not all about like think like living thinking ahead all the time like you've got to appreciate the moment and appreciate everything you've got and you have to appreciate every day and I kind of I wanted to get a song that said that but more from a perspective of my own reflection Mm. like on myself and things I've learned and how like ultimately we all just like die so let's just be good to to each other (laughs) how how hands-on are you when like creating the visuals like in my mind I feel like I'm excited to see what the visual for that song is going to be but how hands-on are you with your creative process um so normally I'm quite involved with the more I'm more with the idea I have the one person that I collaborate with on my videos who I've been collaborating with uh, for like five years <laughs> like we do okay. all of the videos together he's yeah. so creative vi- I'm not so visually creative I've got ideas but I can't sort of like put it like paper. How, you know how for, yeah like how photographers they just like they're like oh this is what we're gonna do and I'm like okay and then they just make it look so amazing I'm, I don't understand that <laughs> that's, that's not my skill at all I'm very yeah, I'm more music than visual. So I, I give a concept, but for this particular song, because um, obviously I'd use like the baby photos of me as a kid for the, mm, for the artwork. Correct. Um, so, and I had loads of video from that time. So the music video for this song is mostly just home video. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, for a long time ago. I, I always tell my mom, I'm like, do, do we have home videos <laughs> of me? He's like, <laughs> We couldn't afford nothing to record oh, no home no. videos, but I got a photo album. So I'm like, oh, we might have to like make some of the pictures move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's dope though. So you got all of that footage that you can. Yeah, it, it was hard because it, it, it was on, it was filmed on like a film camera. Oh, um, just type. Yeah, but I didn't know how. I was like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get like, how do I get oh. that off the video camera and make it like yeah. digital? I didn't know what I was doing. But I found someone that helped me. But it's good nice. as well, because now I, I have it all digitally now, so I'll have that forever. That's dope. What, how, how has, like, social media changed with you as far as doing music, like, with your brand, though? Has it um, helped? Has it hurt? Is it too overwhelming? I've both. It- I, I have very mixed feelings about it. I feel like it's, it's taken away some of what, like, being an artist is and sort of what, like... The culture around musicians and artists and fan culture like back in the day and how it was more about like the art than updates every day <laughs> um Got it. and I kind of I, I I like that and I don't like it I think social media is great because it means that people can get discovered that like maybe don't have like a really rich dad to like pay for their first promotional thing when they're right. like 18 so it means everyone gets a chance to be seen and I think that's brilliant um but obviously I think everyone's kind of aware of like how it's yeah it's negatively impacts you the good with the bad right yeah of course yeah so what what after what's after heaven you got oh, yeah. an EP, so, you got an album on the way well the ep just came out like a few days ago that's the oh that's the one she sent me i gotta hear the whole thing yeah because i think we put the um we planned this before it come out i think it was oh, just a single okay, so, yeah, so yeah. i haven't got it okay so, so now maybe I got it. it. I have not heard it. So that's on my <laughs> to-do list during the hurricane. Here. Perfect. Yeah, it's- so that that's Heaven's on that EP that's come out. And then I think I'm going to put another song out in January about something. Because all of those songs on the EP, I, can't, I wrote them all in 2020. And it's like, that's great. But I'm no longer that person like that. I was that person when I wrote them. But like now I'm different. 
and I haven't I want to put something out that's like relevant to where I'm at now and stuff that's going on in my life now so that I can have it out because I've never really done that I always wait so long <laughs> everything comes I out was, so late I was gonna ask that question like so I, I know a lot of artists I wouldn't say hoard music but a lot of people <laughs> hold music before they release it yeah and what's your thoughts on like because I've heard some records that's like okay this record was so ahead of its time even though we wrote it two years ago it's still fit right it still was yeah. current it still it didn't sound dated what's your yeah. thoughts on do you hoard music or do you just um, yeah oh <laughs> I definitely I know I, I do hold it but it's more like um if I think something's really good yeah I don't I, I want I want it to come out with the best shot it can have and whether that's to do with like budget or just timing or the time of year like I don't know what what it's like where you are but here it's kind of like the best time to be an independent artist and release is kind of January to April because around Christmas it's all like major artists and leading into summer it's all major artists as well and it's heavily heavily polluted with like major artists and then over the summer most people are away doing festivals so no one's really in the office so if you are pitching out new music and you're not like famous then no one's going to really pay attention so you've got to kind of get it out January to April I think so I hold on to things definitely and try and aim for that to be the time so all the singles off this EP obviously Heaven was like a focus track but all the singles came out like January to April at some different point how do you go about picking so like in my experience every record that I thought was my favorite record fans gravitated to another record how do you go about picking and saying do you have like your own little this is my study group that I'm gonna play these (laughs) records for some feedback how do you pick yeah the single yeah I think it's 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 I, I normally know if something's really good like on the day that we make it I'm like oh this is a good one okay. but then I will play it to the people that I've got I've got a few people that I send everything to got it and they they know like where it would sit like even if it's a good song but they'd know if it was they'd be able to be like oh it's good but like the other one you did was better like like I, I don't just want to be told is it good or not I want to be told like where it sits in relation to my other songs <laughs> okay yeah the ranking yeah. right yeah I want to know is it one of the got best it. or not so got yeah it. I've got a few people I ask but I know I normally can tell like on the day if, it, if it's really good I'm like oh this is a good one because I feel yeah. good I'll go home and I'll feel good your music is like it's almost like feel good music though like when I hear it like I, I when I hear your music it makes because I played another record before heaven which was okay. the one you had the video with. Um, okay. What was that record called? What happened in the video? Not the one with you moving with the guy. What was the one before that one? Was another New one. Wave? New Wave. Yeah. So I'm listening and I'm like, oh, this sounds like to like a Netflix soundtrack or like oh, a movie. You. Like it gives me soundtrack vibes. Like this could go visually with a movie. Thank you, you. Yeah. Sp- are you syncing music to movies or stuff? Oh, I'm, I haven't really had any luck with it yet. I just don't think I've quite had the team on it okay. to do that. But um, it belongs. It's always it's just something I always have in mind because I'm yeah. always like, yeah, I, I like if you're writing story lyrics, I kind of feel like there's probably yeah. a, a series that fits. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to just take the music and say, hey, now make a movie based off this, yeah. <laughs> this record. Exactly. <laughs> So what's 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 the future hold? What we what are we looking for for the next? Let's say I, I I usually be like, you know, what do you see yourself in the next five years? But it I don't ask that question no more. 
Where's your yeah. process a year from now? What can we expect? Um, I'd hope that I, I had a really good summer this year with festivals. It was my first summer of festivals. I hope the next year I have another good one. Um, hopefully better, but if not better, if just the same, I'll be happy with that. I had a really good time. Played a lot of really cool shows. Um, so yeah, festival summer next year would be good. And um, I've got a big show in March in London. So that'll be a big thing that'll be a big memory for next year and I just kind of hope to hope to grow the team and yeah like it's kind of always going the way I want it to so nice. I just hope how, that it carries on <laughs> how how hard was that finding um team members to kind of put in place and alleviate some of that pressure to just kind of let you be the artist how hard was that for me it was really hard because I'd done it for so long on my own like I'd done it like seven years as a job when I it was like I was doing everything and my dad was handling all like the accounts like we were just sort of doing it from home um so to give up control was really difficult for me because it's always been like my baby it's always been my thing and also there's this thing where it's like I'm aware that if you do work with a manager and I had worked with one in the past like he did so much and didn't tell me about it and then when we stopped working together I lost all of the contacts that he had so I made so I made it like I have to, if I'm going to work with someone from now on I have to be involved with everything like not necessarily like emailing all day but I need to be on the threads I need to know who we're talking to I need to meet the people that we're working with I like I want to be involved just in case like if if it doesn't work out or for whatever reason I don't want to suddenly lose everything that yeah. I built yeah so I had to find someone people that I really trusted and I found two two really nice ladies who had both had really long careers in music and they both came to me separately as independent managers to be a manager. And I was like, Oh, well, I honestly, like I can't pick between the two of you. Your strengths are so amazing. You're both so lovely. I was kind of just like, you two speak to each other. See if you like each other. And if you do like each other, then this would be really cool. (laughs) Let's make it work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what, so we have a lot of not only entrepreneurs, but a lot of musicians, upcoming artists uh, follow our platform. What's one piece of advice you can leave with us for a person that's just like, you know what, I want to do this music thing, but I know it's hard. You know, you can't just be the artist. You got to be the marketing and the social mm. media expert and the photographer. <laughs> like, how? Do you, <laughs> what's one piece of advice you can leave with us? I think it is really hard and it's good to admit that it's really hard. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing to admit that it's like that like you might be struggling at times. Like, I, don't, I think there's such a sort of thing with social media you've always got to look like you're doing really really well but I think like obviously we all have high points but generally with music you're gonna have low points most of the time because it's like the high points are so high but the lows are so low um I think I think mental health is the biggest thing around it because for me my motivation comes from how I feel um when I'm really motivated and really believe in myself and I work really hard and I'm like doing all this stuff I'm like yeah it's so worth it but when I don't really feel that good I really struggle so I think it sounds really cliche but mental health and being honest and talking to other artists and being honest about how how it is doing music like I talk to all my artist friends about how hard it is and we all talk about like our issues but that make reminds me I'm not the only one having a hard time like everyone's having a hard time and that's okay and that's the fun of it and that's the journey you're gonna go on and that's and it's a great journey and it's so rewarding and it's so special and if you have a passion then you should do it <laughs> I love that well I want to thank you for your time Thank I know you. We're on completely different time zones, but we make this happen. <laughs> um, next time I come to London, I gotta reach out so you can show yes, me all please. the spots. I'm a food. Do. Uh, when I come, plug me in all your food spots. 
definitely and you can take me to the hooker um <gasps> tattoo <laughs> oh my God. I, we were so naive we had no <laughs> but thank you you guys to another episode of everyday game changers make sure you follow natalie shea on all social platforms we will put her information below and i will see y'all on the next one thanks for listening to the everyday game changers podcast with barry and mcqueen be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at Everyday Game Changers or on our official website, www.everydaygamechangers.com.